Welcome back to our special podcast series I'm calling The Neuroscience of Success. Each week, I'll be sharing a super cool neuroscience or psychology study and how you can use these neuroscience hacks in your own life to build confidence, stop that nagging inner critic, and get more done in your day so you can reach your goals. In this episode, I'll tell you about a famous psychology study involving changing the lighting in a building to boost productivity. Plus, what this study taught us about some of our beliefs and default mental habits that can keep us stuck. Stick around. At the end of the episode, I'll share one strategy to help turn off your inner perfectionist so you can get more done and have energy left over at the end of the day to have a life outside of work. Okay, let's dive in. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and neuroscience nerd, and you're listening to The Bold Life Podcast, the podcast for ambitious overachievers and recovering perfectionists who feel stretched thin and overwhelmed trying to do it all. As a recovering perfectionist with big career goals, I know how frustrating it can feel to never have enough time in your day or to endlessly procrastinate because you lack the confidence to take action. I spent years understanding how our brains work and the mental habits that get in our way. Each week, I'll share actionable strategies and guest interviews to help you get relief from your to-do list, build your confidence, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. Ever wonder if the light in your office space changes your productivity? There's been some research that certain colors of light or paint in our homes and offices can impact our mood, help us relax or energize us, and might impact how much we get done. But the most interesting study, in my opinion, on the effects of lighting on productivity found something unexpected. Let me explain. Like a lot of my favorite psychology and neuroscience studies, this one took place in the 1950s. In 1955, Henry Landsberger did an experiment with factory workers and discovered what is now referred to as the Hawthorne effect. The factory owner was interested in ways to improve worker productivity. And Henry Landsberger had an idea that maybe the lighting in the building would make a difference. So he experimented with varying levels of light. For part of the day, the lighting would be brighter. For part of the day, the lighting would be more dim. Here's the really interesting part. Productivity changed, but it had nothing to do with how bright the lights were. What these researchers found was that whenever the light changed, productivity went up. So when the lights were changed from dark to bright, productivity went up. And when the lights went from bright to dark, productivity went up again. What the heck, right? That doesn't make sense. If the lighting was a variable that made a difference, it shouldn't boost productivity when it gets brighter and when it gets darker, right? Because it wasn't the level of light that mattered. What mattered was when workers thought they were being watched. When the lights changed, the workers knew the factory owner and the experimenters were watching them. So they started working harder whenever the lights were changed because they didn't want to lose their jobs, probably, right? And also because of the Hawthorne effect. The Hawthorne effect is a psychological phenomenon that our behavior changes when we're being watched. If you have kids, you know what I'm talking about here. My daughter will be doing the cutest thing 
maybe singing a song to herself or playing an adorable game with her toys. I get out my camera because I want to remember this forever. And I slowly creep closer, trying not to make noise. But as soon as she sees me, she stops doing that super cute thing. If you're a parent, you've probably seen this before too. The thing about the Hawthorne effect is it goes both ways. Sometimes when we know we're being watched, our performance improves, but sometimes it makes things worse. Ever practice a presentation a million times and you're super confident in your kitchen or performing in front of your mirror, but as soon as you get in front of that meeting at work, it feels totally different, right? The point of this study here is that our brains have a number of mental defaults. Sometimes those go-to responses are helpful, but other times they can keep us stuck when it comes to how we use our energy and time. Perfectionism is another one of those mental defaults. In case you're not sure if you struggle with perfectionism, here are some common signs. You struggle to make decisions because you're worried about picking the wrong choice. You double and triple check emails because it stings when you see a typo the next day. It's hard for you to delegate or let anyone else do stuff, including your spouse, because it'll be done the right way if you just do it yourself. Any of that sound familiar? Don't worry, you're not alone. And sometimes holding yourself to super high standards is helpful. I'm willing to bet my tendency towards perfectionism was one of the reasons I excelled in school and university. It helped me become successful at my job as a neuropsychologist, where attention to detail matters. And it still helps me make sure some things run smoothly. You've probably heard my story of giving my wedding party typed instructions on my wedding day. They didn't appreciate it, but the day did go pretty well. But at other times, I know that perfectionism holds me back. I feel stretched thin and overwhelmed when my brain goes into perfectionism mode. Because every task takes me longer than it probably needs to because I'm reviewing it a million times or endlessly researching the perfect solution. When I feel my brain slipping into perfectionism mode, whether I catch myself overthinking, procrastinating, or going through all the what-ifs and holding myself back, here's a mantra I use. Done is better than perfect. I'm going to say that again. Done is better than perfect. I even have this written on my bookshelf in my office at home as a reminder. Here's the thing. If you're stuck in a perfectionism loop of spending a ton of time and energy making sure everything is just perfect, you're probably missing out on a lot of other stuff. Maybe that project at work takes you an extra hour to review a second time and make sure there are no typos. So you say to yourself, well, an extra hour isn't that big of a deal. But an extra hour a week is 52 hours in a year, right? Which is over two days of your life. What could you do with an extra two days a year, right? A lot of the time that drive for perfection actually comes from a fear of failure, that we're going to mess up. So we do everything we can to make sure we don't mess up. But a lot of the things are out of our control. Maybe you obsess on that client project and they still might not love it, right? Plus, you're not working on those other two projects that you need to get done while you're obsessing and making sure the first one is perfect. Done is better than perfect. Put it on your phone as a reminder, write it on your whiteboard. And whenever you get stuck in perfectionism, say that mantra out loud to yourself. Procrastination can be a sign of perfectionism. This episode is brought to you by my free workbook, Your Insider's Guide to Stop Procrastinating. 
In this workbook, I share five questions and four simple strategies you can start using today to get out of that cycle of waiting for the perfect time to start and hesitating to take action towards your goals. Head on over to drnicolebyers.com forward slash stop procrastinating to get your free copy. That's drnicolebyers.com forward slash stop procrastinating. I'll put the link in the show notes as well. Remember, it's not the level of lighting that's making a difference in your day. More often than not, it's what's going on inside our own heads. Perfectionism seems like it will help you reach your goals. But a lot of times, it's how your brain holds you back from taking action. And all that extra work is burning your time and energy. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, and this is the Bold Life Podcast. 